Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about proper planning. Proper planning. Um, I'll never have the opportunity to talk to young people and to talk to Bible school students. And in the last uh, few weeks, it's been talking to uh, interns here at the River Bible Institute um, that are graduating. There's there's questions we go over, and one of the questions I like to ask, and this really stems back to a, a work background, is I ask if you could go back and change anything, if you could start back at day one, what would you do different or what advice would you give yourself? And I think that's an interesting question to kind of uh, kind of ask yourself throughout any time in your life. If you could go back, if you're 23, if you could go back to 21, and what advice would you give yourself? The last year and a half, we see how it's shaped out. Obviously without, you know, say oh, I'd bet on the Bucks to win the Super Bowl or, you know, whatever. Without saying that, um, what advice would you give a younger version of yourself? What changes would you make? And um, and you, you really see the uh, um, different answers come up. But one of the common themes has been people who've said, I really wish I had planned better. I'm happy with the way things went, but I know that I could have been more effective if I had proper planning in place. So we're going to take this in two parts, give kind of an overview here on proper planning, and then dive into one of the more specific items on the list here uh, for the next podcast. And I believe this will really help you. This A lot of this comes back to my uh, business background and um, in in sales. And so I believe this will, this is a lot of what I've learned over the years, but then also um, I believe will be a blessing to you. But um, the first thing is start with why. When you, when you plan to do something, you have to have a why for why it's important. If you're going to plan to make changes, uh, most people, you could ask them, what changes do you need to make? What are things that you could adjust today that'll help you be more successful for what you're called to do uh, for the future? What are some changes? And if you're going to make plans to make changes, you have to start with why this matters. That's what we're going to dive into on the next podcast is starting with why. But why does this matter to me? And so that's the first thing. You have to come up with a big enough reason why to be willing to sacrifice. So I'm not going to get in too much details, but just if you're taking notes, proper planning starts with why. Why does this matter? So uh, next podcast for more on that. And then, and then number two, proper planning starts with a proper schedule. You know, when I went into door-to-door sales, I had my first summer, and I did pretty good my first summer. Uh, I was one, one of the top rookies in the company and, um, and did well. But really, the, the, the problem for me became is that my schedule wasn't in place. So I would, uh, you know, f- the, the job was a start at noon, have a meeting, you know, finish the meeting by 1, get out on the doors, start knocking by usually 1.30 or 2, and then knock till 9 p.m. or 9.30. So it was kind of more late afternoon into the evening. And then I would come home, and because I didn't have proper planning in place, I didn't have a set bedtime. And so I would kind of just do whatever I want. I would use that time and I told myself, oh, you know, I need time to unwind. So I'd come home, I'd eat a big meal, and then I would usually play video games or read a book or just, you know, uh, whatever, watch a DVD and and just use that as my downtime. And then I would go to sleep at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and then wake up at eight or nine or 10, no, never eight, sorry, 9.30 or 10 and just uh, feel like my morning was wasted. You wake up at 10 and you got to be at work at noon and then you feel like you have no life because those those evening hours, even though you're winding down, it's nothing that's you feel good about. It's nothing that you're like accomplishing. You're not getting things done, you know? So you feel like you do that for a few months and you start feeling like my whole life is 
eat, sleep, and sell home security systems, which it was a large portion of sell home security systems. But if I'd been more disciplined just to, to, to make my schedule correctly, there would have been more productive time. And so for me, the next year, everything changed. For me, the next year, uh, I set something in motion <clears throat> by just starting a schedule. So I made a deal with myself that to the best of my ability, I would get to bed at 11.15 p.m. That was my bedtime. I wanted to get eight hours of sleep. So 11.15 p.m. was my bedtime. So there are nights I got home at 10. There are nights I got home at 10.30. There are nights I got home at 11. If I'd happened to get home at 11.30, I would just come home. I wouldn't eat. I'd come home and I would just go right to bed. So 11.15 was my bedtime. And I did that. I did that um, all throughout the week. And it was even funny because, you know, in, in, in the job, we would work six days a week. So Saturday night was kind of like the People would stay up late. It was kind of like the Friday night for most people. Saturday was a big knocking day. It was the longest day. So Saturday night, there was a thing where a lot of the team would play uh, poker Saturday night. And uh, I wasn't interested anyway, but I just had my bedtime. So people would be like, bro, it's Saturday night. Come hang out. You don't have to play, but just come hang out with us. I was like, sorry, I'm I'm got a bedtime. And I'd go to bed at 11.15. And it was just my commitment to myself so that by going to bed at 11.15, I could sleep eight hours and I could wake up at 7.15 and I could have a morning where by the time I got to correlation, by the time I got to work, I, I had almost five hours of just time to, to do what was important to me. That first summer, I found that I didn't make time for the word of God like I should have. I didn't make time for prayer. I, I, I felt at the end of the summer, even though I had made good money, I felt like I had backslidden. I had put on weight because I was eating late. And so it started with the, the planning started with the schedule, and I believe everything revolves around a schedule. If, if, if you're unable to get a schedule down, if you're unable to get a bedtime and a wake-up time, now obviously there's, there's, there's times there's people that travel and you know there's certain people that, that uh, have a crazy schedule and they're traveling and there's late hours and they're sleeping on planes and, and maybe you're sleeping in sometimes and you're up till crazy hours and I don't know there's times where this doesn't apply, but for most people who are in one place, they're not going from city to city every different week. There's a, uh, they're able to put a schedule in place. And really, it starts with just that bedtime, having a time where this is the time where I go to sleep. I don't see midnight, right? Uh, if you're the type that you get your studying done at night, then don't let this take away from that. If you do that, there's people who do that, that their best hours that are night hours, where they get the most productive work done at night. So this isn't to guilt you to say, go to bed earlier. If that's your productive time, then use that time. If, if you if you get more productive things done between midnight and 4 a.m. and then you sleep in till 11 and your schedule allows you to do that, that's fine as long as it's productive and as long as you're doing something that's good. But for the majority of people, the time, if you're, if you're not going to church, you know, here at the stand, that time between 9 p.m., and 11 p.m. midnight one is not is not time that you look back and be like, man, that was really time really well spent. So it's about having a sleep time and then having a wake up time. Decide how many hours you need to sleep: six hours, seven hours, eight hours. If you're getting above eight hours, you're sleeping too much. The only exception is if you're pregnant. So sleep and awake time. And then when you're planning, uh, map out beforehand what is important for the next day. So I I, I learned this little. Uh, trick where you take a notepad or your phone uh, uh, right before you go to bed and you think, okay, tomorrow, what do I need to get done? Well, uh, I need to run to the post office. I need to go to the laundromat. I need to do this. I need to do this. And look at the list and write it down before you go to bed. And then write down at the top of the list or circle 
the most important thing to get done. Circle what's the hardest thing to get done. There's a training that they do in sales called Eat the Frog. And the the general concept, the idea is that if every day you had to wake up or if every day at some point in the day you had to eat a live frog, if that was on your list of things that you had to do every day, don't wait till the end of the day to eat it. Don't wait. Don't make it the last thing on your list to do because you spend the whole of your day dreading it and it's and you leave the hardest thing for last. Wake up and and eat the frog first and get it done because everything you do after that will be easy. It was like for us in door to door sales. I would wake up in the morning and there were days where I would go into the mirror and pitch myself in the mirror. And it was it's harder for me to pitch myself in the mirror than it was to pitch a customer. And so I, if I could pitch myself and get comfortable and then critique myself, that was the hardest pitch of the day. Or or when I would get out to turf, if I got out to a new area, new neighborhood, and they were you know, big houses, I would find the biggest, most expensive, most intimidating looking house. And I would go knock that one first, just because everything else is easier after that. So looking at your list, whatever's hardest, do it first for you. If you're establishing a, um, if you're establishing a habit of, uh, of exercise and you don't enjoy it yet, then make it the first thing that you do, make it that you wake up and you do your exercise first thing in the morning. If you offer me the opportunity to run in the morning first thing, that's when I do all my running. If you say, hey, at 2 p.m., let's go running. I'm not running at 2 p.m. in the heat of the day. I'm not running at 2 p.m. because I've eaten and my food's digesting. I, I'm I'm doing it first, and it's the first part of my day. And so use the morning to get the most important stuff done. So eat the frog. And then uh, the next thing for proper planning is accountability. Accountability. And this is so key. The Bible says in Proverbs 15... Uh, verse 22, it says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. You know, you may know yourself, but you also have people that can be a help to you. And so having a proper plan in place that you can then go to somebody and say, hey, what does this look like? And really evaluate and say, is is this realistic? Are you trying to you know, fit 27 hours of activities in a 24 hour day? Are you all of a sudden going to go from trying to go from eight hours of sleep to four hours of sleep? You're going to get knocked on your butt. So if if it's for one day, it's fine. But if this is my new schedule, I'm going to go to bed at midnight and wake up at 4am and pray for three hours. You know, if you're getting five hours of sleep and you go to four hours of sleep, that's one thing. But if you're used to eight, nine hours of sleep, and you're trying to go to four and a half, five hours of sleep, you're going to have a, a rude awakening, literally. So, so looking at it and saying, um, is this, I want it to be a stretch, but, but is this possible? You know, if you've never done sales and the average person's making one sale a day and the really good people are making two, don't, don't shoot for 10 sales your first day. You use, you know, start yourself off where you're not biting off more than you can chew and then be accountable. Find somebody and say, Hey, this is what my plan is. This is what I'm going to do. What do you think? Where do you think I can improve this plan? Where do you think I can change this plan? Where's this plan? Not good enough. Where's this plan too, too aggressive? What can I do different? Um, I've found personally that if you want to institute change in an area, to start off and do a challenge, like I'll give you an example. Um, if you were going to institute, let's just say running, cardio, right, or working out, if you want to start off and do a challenge and say, I'm going to do a seven-day straight like big challenge for myself just to throw myself in, I think that can actually be very beneficial rather than starting off. Let me just start off one day a week, like, like go all in and really stretch yourself. And then that when you come to one day a week, it's going to be easy because you've really stretched, take seven days 
and stretch yourself. And then when you dial it back, it's like it's not a chore anymore to go do one day a week because you were doing every day for seven days. I did a seven-day run challenge where I ran every day for seven days. And uh, I think it was like 35 miles total over the seven days or something like that. Um, but do something like that, that that can challenge you. But find accountability. And, and, and when I say accountability, find someone that you can say, hey, this is what I'm planning to do. And this will really be a help for you. Really, in a lot of areas of life, accountability is huge. Hey, best friend, this is what I'm planning to do. This is where I need to see change in my life. And I'm being accountable to you because I'm committing to you that from now until 90 days from now or for the next six months or for the next year or whatever the time limit is, I'm going to do this. And I want you to be my accountability partner. And then really, if you really want to make it hard on yourself, put some money behind it. If I don't do this, I'm going to give you $100, right? Or I'm going to give you $1,000 or I'm going to give you whatever, right? I'm going to the the I'm going to do this and make it cost me something if I don't do it. And that's what accountability can be there for. There was a time in my life where my mom was trying to train me out of a habit and she said every time you do this, uh, you owe me uh I think it was burping or something like that. Every time you burp, you owe me a dollar. You owe me $2. And then and sh- or, or I don't know, something like that. There's been people who have done that where they wanted to lose a word out of their vocabulary and I said, "Okay, every time you say it, every time I hear you say it, you owe me a dollar." And man, we got up to $11, $12. And I know it's not much, but it just sucks because I don't want to give you 11, 11 of my dollars. And so using, um, being accountable. And then uh, I want to say this with accountability, because when you come to timing, you don't want to get into condemnation. So I would say, I think all of us have wasted time, right? The vast majority of humans in 2021 have wasted time. You know, so much time is wasted on the phone, on social media, on different things. So I don't know, I would be curious to see if there's anyone, maybe if you're out there and you're, you know, I spend no time, no wasted time, every part of my day is productive, then then that's awesome. But, but if you're going to have wasted time, I want to encourage you to schedule your wasted time. Because what ends up happening is people waste time in between, and then they just find themselves that the time just adds up. They get lost 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. You know, if you want to take an hour or 30 minutes a day and say, I'm going to spend, I'm going to take from 5 to 5.30 or 6 to 6.30 or 8 to 9 and spend that time looking at reels, watching videos, doing mindless things and do it, but then use the time outside of that. Schedule it. If you need it, schedule it. But it'll be better to do that than to just like when you're walking between one place and the other, when you go to the bathroom, it's like people find, you know what you could do instead when you go to the bathroom is meditate on scriptures. There's so many other things that you can do. I, I, I'm of the age where there's a time where there were no smartphones. So you, everyone had time to think. It's like people don't have time to think anymore because they're just have their phone open. So schedule the waste of time. And then the last thing I want to talk about here is improper planning is, is plan to grow, aim to grow. You should make it your aim to be growing spiritually, to gr- be growing in different areas. If there's areas that you feel like, man, I really have room to improve, aim to grow. A, a, write a plan today that's going to that's gonna get you growth, and in six months from now, you'll be in a better place. If you're a Bible school student, Bible school graduate, or someone who's just a, a child of God, you sh- every year you should grow in the things of God. You shouldn't look back and be like, did I grow spiritually? It should always be, I grew by leaps and bounds. I put the word in my heart, and I'm at a better place now than I was at the beginning of the year. So that's proper planning. Start with why. 
Find a good uh, um, uh, schedule. Start with your sleep and your wake time. Eat the frog. Have accountability. Schedule your wasted time. And then aim to grow. In part two of proper planning, we're going to talk about um, uh, start with why and go over that. And that'll be a blessing to you. We love you. God bless you. If this podcast helps you, maybe consider sharing it on your Instagram, your social media, and that'll be a help to us. We love you. God bless you. See you on the next podcast.